On today's episode of the Built by Bloodline podcast, we are talking about the importance of being a beginner. Let's hit it. You know what I want to be? Take a seat. Let me tell you my ridiculous dreams. I want to rap. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe. And I can tell you already thinking I will never succeed, but I'm okay with it. I admit the lyrics are weak. I've been working on them. I'll be good eventually. I understand you got to crawl before you get to your feet, but I've been running for a while. They ain't ready for me. I know this probably isn't really realistic. And honestly, I might not ever make a difference. But that don't make a difference. I'm going to have to risk it. I've been crunching numbers. You ain't got to be a mathematician. And see, the odds ain't Oh, yeah. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're listening. Hey, if you're not subscribed to the Built by Bloodline podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. What up? <laughs> I love it. I'm glad you played that this morning for the workout. I really enjoy the NF sequence here. Always, the, dude. Hopefully you can play it the, at uh, 4 p.m. for some of the mixes that I have included. Um, maybe we can so just play. Maybe, we'll maybe see. we can just play NF we'll at 4 see. p.m., huh? We'll see. We'll but see. Definitely. It's a data. We'll it's a day where it would be helpful. I could assure you yeah. that. Um, <laughs> good week. Um, if you haven't listened to our last podcast, that one really got some good traction with a lot of people. Um, people reaching out and people just saying in the gym, like, Hey, that was a really good episode. So I know this one's coming out and I'm not begging you. Just to as go. a reminder, what can you talk about the topic? Just like the cliff notes version of last week's, um, the cliff notes versions of last week, Jake and I just went over some things. Um, Tim Kennedy was on Joe Rogan's podcast and they talked about three things to make yourself a valuable, just human being, mm-hmm. not only to yourself, but to the world in general. And, I think it was a really good episode. Sure. Personally, you know, I, I'm I'm biased and think all of our episodes are pretty damn good. So if you haven't listened to that one, give it a listen, give it a tune in. This one's gonna be good. So I, I mentioned in the in the introduction, we're talking today about being a beginner. Okay, and we've all been in that situation in one point or multiple points in our lives or another, you know. And with on ramp starting on Monday, it's Wednesday now. On ramp starting on Monday, it just is big for Jake and I to go through this stuff this past Monday. It's big and I, big for Jake and I to go through this stuff, and uh, just talk about it in uh, in minute detail to to people coming into CrossFit, into different aspects. So, yeah, take it away, man. Sure. I'll so I guess first. I guess the conversation is as we had on ramp starting this week. Um, it was very motivating personally to see kind of. Folks coming in with the chance to to get a taste of getting to their goals, right? I feel like it always reminds me when athletes come in just fresh, eyes wide open, ready to ready to take an inch or two closer to that to the to the dream body they've been you know dreaming about, right? To the you know weight loss they've been thinking about, to the body transformation they've been thinking about, to the healthier living, to the keeping up with the kids, to whatever is. It's always really cool to see new athletes, you know, every other month when we host on ramp, come on in and it's, it's refreshing because, um, it motivates us when these folks come in eager to chase down their goals. And one of the things we were talking about before we started the podcast was attitude and the attitude that you bring with you as a beginner. And I guess it brings me to my question too, to, I guess, start this off is imagine, you know, you have nothing, to, you know nothing about CrossFit, and you're starting, right? You walk in, you're starting this beginner's program here. Your attitude as a beginner. 
what's your vibe? What's your mentality? What's your communication with the leadership? What's your, what's your, what would be your like persona as you came in? Know nothing about CrossFit, but starting the beginners program. Like, how would you think? How would you act? What would you do? I would be nervous. I would be nervous. I would be excited and nervous. Um, I remember when I started, I walked in, my heart was pounding through my chest. Uh, the first day I went to um, CrossFit Buffalo, and I walked in asking, hey, can I start today? And they're like, no, sorry. I had all this, like, like fuel energy, like, ready to just go, man, that day. They're like, cool, come back on Monday. I'm like, fuck. I drove all this way to not even do a thing. And I think it's just part of the, the game of not only do you need to have a presence and attitude about yourself when being a beginner or just in general, um, but I think um, kind of changing your question, I think you got to have the right coaching too. And one of the biggest things in CrossFit when we go through our coaching seminars they talk about coaches having to have a presence and attitude. And that was always preached to me at the, the gym I worked at previous before we opened Bloodline was you have to have a command presence. Not only a command presence, you have to have, you know, an idea of being welcoming to everybody from every background, every language. Some people don't speak English here and that's okay. It's amazing to see them thrive with not being able to speak English and things like that. But I think not only do people have to have the mindfulness to be open to learning, um, they have to come in without an ego, mm -hmm. in, in my opinion. you know, Nerves are good. Nerves mean your, anticipa your anticipation, your excitedness, your, all of that stuff is there. You, you care. So it's okay to be nervous about something you care about, especially when it comes to your health. Um, but one thing especially... When you go through this, people think they don't have to do the beginner's program. And I said that on Monday. Um, like, I'm not calling you a beginner to fitness. I'm calling you a beginner to CrossFit. And I think people, like, kind of space out sometimes when I say beginner's class, when I'm talking about on the phone or, you know, I'm sure you're messaging with them. It's like, oh, well, I don't, uh, I don't really think I need that. Cool. You do, first of all. Second of all, I'll see you there. And if you don't come, it's no biggie. Yep. Like there'll be plenty of people who come in or not, and we're going to rock anyway. Mm -hmm. And you come in and especially yesterday, there was an influx of what, like six to eight people to Monday's class. Monday's class was big. So what I relayed to them is you're going to be more nervous about the amount of people that are here than I am. Okay. This is just Monday for me. If you came early and saw our 6.30 PM class, there's like, 50 people there. Yeah. And it freaking ran like a well-oiled machine. Tuesday, same concept. Even with all the rope pairs on the ground and me vacuuming while you're going through it, you're just like, hey, this is just another day at the office. And that's what's great about you and I, I think, um, not only from a presence and attitude for our newbies, but from our presence and attitude, I think we do a really good job to pat ourselves on the back, honestly, being welcoming and open to every single person. Mm -hmm. And you can tell. Some people come in with an attitude and it just is what it is. Absolutely. It, it again goes to, you know, podcasts ago where we talk about our culture. People are going to vibe with us. Some people aren't. And that's totally cool, man. Like we, we get it. But the biggest thing as a beginner, you should be coming in with open mind, open attitude to success and effort. And 
leave your ego at the door. You know, I was talking with, with Leo the other day and we were talking, I think it was yesterday. And I think this goes into a perspective of, of a, being a beginner is you have to come in with humility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that means that you understand that there are things that you don't know. And, and you understand okay. that there's some things you might be good at and there's some things you might be bad at. And that there's other people who can like that know more than you that can help you be the best person you can be because, you know, we speaking for ourselves want you to achieve that. So coming in when you're a beginner with that humility that, Hey, like I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to be attentive. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to take in information and I'm going to, I'm going to be aware that there are things that I do not know and that by participating and being, you know, in the moment, I'm going to make myself better. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to reach, I'm going to reach, you know, more capabilities for myself. So I think that's really important. Like, so oftentimes during classes, like, you know, I like to be respectful. I'll say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Hey, so, you know, someone's got a question. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, I like to, to be respectful of that. Um, and I would, you know, I'm always, I'm always honored when people do the same and they, they treat you with the same, you know, kind of respect too. And I think that, you know, understanding that even when you're not considered a quote unquote beginner, you're in an intermediate stage or an advanced stage or an elite stage, wherever stage you're at. I think that having that attitude of humility is always a good thing because it keeps you grounded and knowing that, Hey, you know, there's still stuff at the, out there that I'm not the best at. There's stuff, still stuff out there that I can learn. And there's still people out there who can offer me you know, good advice. And then, you know, there's more details about, well, are you actually, you know, listening to the coaching and actually putting it on and stuff. But having that attitude of humility is, I think, so important when you're a beginner. And I think, you know, it can be a, it can be a big turnoff for, for folks around you when it's the opposite of that. So I don't know, I guess, I guess I think attitude was something that I think is really important and having that sense of humility when you come in and dude, a lot of the beginners that we have do, and they're just, they're eager they're eager to totally. just spoon, like, here's my here's my bowl of dinner, dude, and I am just spooning it up, and I am just wanting to do this. Another thing kind of to what you said there, like, we we just have so many OGs in this gym now at this point, and um, they're, they're super respectful of new people, first of all, which is amazing, you know? But at the same time, if, like, a new person messes up or does something out of character for the gym... Our, our people that are grounded in our culture aren't going to be, you know, screaming at them, but they're going to be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, hey, don't drop the dumbbells. That's way too heavy, man. You got to go down. Like, if me and you are coaching somebody else, and, you know, Nick Nick Boss is really good at, at really talking to a lot of people and just introducing himself, being just a personable dude, you know, and especially with new people. And he just comes immediately to my mind. But he'll, like... He'll tell somebody like, hey, that that might be a little heavy, you know, and and that's cool. That's good. You know, same thing with, you know, our 6.30 p.m. class. It's such a crew of all of our, you know, Hispanic people that they look out for each other even when they're brand new into that class. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. And everybody looks out for each other. So I'm not just saying it in that regard with with that class, but... Man, it's so cool to see them have each other's back mid-workout if I'm on the opposite side of the gym talking to each other and helping each other out yeah. and stuff like that. But it's about being successful. You said 
humility for sure. And I think humility allows you to see the improvement that you want. Absolutely. And to get better. Like you and I are still in this like phase where we're still both trying to be better. You at the age of 33, me at the age of 31 have been doing CrossFit for quite a bit now. We're still looking to improve upon everything we've already done, you know, which isn't, you know, crazy things, but we're good at CrossFit and we still want to improve. Mm -hmm. So it's about being humble enough to try for, try for things. Like you you have to actually try and put effort into whether it's a goal, whether it's a lift, whether it's a Metcon or anything like that. Go ahead. No, I was going to say sometimes at 6.30 PM, like, I'll actually, at the end of class, I'll, I'll circle folks up or, you know, pause something if it's a lift or something. And, you know, we talk about even like understanding, hey, I need, I sometimes may need to take one step back to take two steps forward. Yeah, we've talked about which, that. Which, you know, comes into play with, in regards to being humble with your, with your weight choice and your technique, right? Like, yeah. does the weight I'm lifting support the intention of the workout? Does the weight I'm lifting support like an opportunity to improve my technique and better technique leads to, leads to higher weight lifted down the road? So I think even, you know, that sense of humility with, you know, the way that you choose your weights or the way that you choose to operate and really choose to take on the technique. So I think, I think that comes into play, you know, in all areas. And I, and I, I think that that attitude of beginner doesn't just extend to, to just beginners and like on ramp. But I think that if, if, people continue to have that attitude of a beginner where they're just trying to sponge in and soak up and take, I think they're going to be more and more successful as they keep growing and growing and growing. So I think that attitude of being a beginner, I certainly can feel that like never really ends. I mean, whenever we go to seminars and stuff, I always am just very, you know, like it's, it's awesome to be humble and just soak up what other people have to share. Agreed. Um, so yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say one more thing, but I forgot if you had anything to add. No, for a moment. Yeah, we'll just, um, we'll just sit here and wait until you come up with it. No, I'm what just the heck joking. What was I going to say, dude? I forgot. No, it's okay. But I'm going back to Monday now because I'm somebody from a coaching perspective who was, you know, a beginner. And I feel how I feel every on ramp from a confidence perspective because I've been through everything. I've seen almost, almost everything mm-hmm. from a good to bad to attitudes to. I don't want to be here. I'm forced to be here. You know, you can you can tell when somebody wants to genuinely be here. Their personality type might be different from the girl or guy next to them, and that's fine. I'm not looking for you to be a cookie-cutter version of the person that came before you in the on-ramp or this person or this person that we've seen before. I want you to be you, but when you come in, you have a reason for being there, whether you're forced or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, my mom's making me do this. My husband might... My wife's making me do this. Okay. Well, you have two options. You can just slug through this and be, you know, kind of a pessimist about why you're here. Have this sure. bullshit look on your face. like Two roads. You know, poor me. I have to work out. Or you can be somebody who's like, let me take this opportunity to see if this is something I really want. Yeah. Because it's a beginner's program, dude. We, like, the way we do our payments is super suitable to somebody who's not, if you want to just try, cool. That's what I tell everybody on the phone when they ask about payment. 139 a month, month-to-month contracts. Okay, cool. The contracts were something I was going to ask about. Nope, just month-to-month. We want people that want to be here, first of all. But at the same time, we understand that, and going back to last podcast too, CrossFit is for 
anyone. Yep. But it's not for everyone. Okay. It's it's interesting. Um, and I know you probably talking about your phone calls and stuff. People come in too and very motivated, like, okay, like yeah. when is it tonight? Like, can you be here at seven thirty? Like tonight. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, like when is it? Like next week. Okay. And then nothing happens. Yeah. So I always have a ton of respect, you know, for the on rampers because they're here. And I tell you, after Monday, it's just very motivated. You know, whenever you see new folks just entering t- entering into this kind of journey, it's always very motivating. And it it's it motivates you to try and improve yourself, even though, you know, we've been, you know, it continues to motivate us to improve ourselves. And um, I don't know, I just love the attitude of just wanting to just get better. And, you know, humbly coming in with a great attitude, ready to rock. And uh, I don't know, it's just a, it was a topic I wanted to bring up in lieu of starting on ramp this week. Whew. Man, dude, it's just it's like taking me back to uh, to teaching on ramps at uh, CrossFit AU up in Buffalo, and it was just some crazy stuff. Like you'd have some really good people and some people again who didn't want to be there. Like especially in the winter time. Great thing about Florida is you got like good weather. You know, relatively freaking perfect weather year round. I know people complain about the summer and stuff like that, but. I, I don't know the the vibe down here is more of a vibe of hey let's get after it. You always get you know the people where it's hard to get a read on them. It's hard to get a read on them at least for me from from a coaching perspective or just a person to person perspective. It's hard to really understand and know what people's intentions are. We've talked about it before. We've been wrong about. I, I talked about Larry Carney and this this guy Mike. And this is going years, 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 years back, maybe in like 2017, 2016, when we first were getting rolling. And you never know. Like, I hope everybody in every on-ramp stays forever, but that's just not realistic, you know, from our goals. As, as, as business owners, we're realistic in the sense that we know that there is a drop-off. And people always ask that, hey, how many, you know, what's your, what's your retention rate? I don't keep track of it because I'd probably lose my freaking mind because it's, it's not you know, what you hope it is. But some things are, you know, just going through this, you can probably understand this too, people listening. It's hard for us to control beginners' motivation. It's hard for us to control beginners' lifestyles. It's hard for us to control anybody's, you know, just want, want to work out. Mm. You know, they might be people who just want to try new things, and that's great, you know, but from a consistency perspective, I don't, you know, you can be doing CrossFit, Zumba, rock climbing. You can bike ride, run marathons. You can do whatever the hell you want. You want to be consistent. Mm. You know, coming back to that. You want to show up. You want to get in routine with whatever you're doing from a fitness or health perspective. Stay consistent, dude. Stay consistent. Now, when you kind of talked about, you know, flashing back and thinking yeah. about early days, I guess a question comes to mind. Was there a moment, was there a story, was there an instance where, you know, I guess it's a twofold question. Was there an instance when you, you remember in your head that, hey, you know, as a beginner, you saw something, you felt something, whatever it was, you're like, yeah, this is the reason why I want to pursue CrossFit for my training methodology. And the second question is, do you remember an instance, a story, something where you're like, yeah, now I want to pursue CrossFit as a coach. Like, so I guess, do you remember, and I can, I can go first if you'd like to please, give you a second to please think about go ahead. it. So it's a twofold question, I guess, as we're kind of flashing back, is what was the instance that kind of gave you the indication you want to pursue CrossFit as a, ser- seriously, like as, as a training methodology, like 
dedicated, right? And the second one is is an instance that made you inspired to be a coach. And I guess the first one for me, the instance of, of wanting to pursue CrossFit as a training methodology was, um, I guess I'd probably have to say, the first gym that I, that I trained at that I joined CrossFit was up in Detroit, Michigan. And um, it, there was a lot of really talented, strong old people up there. And I guess I was inspired by how good the better athletes were than me at this. And I wanted to try and be like them one day. And I remember like we would do these, we would, they had a barbell club up there every Saturday and it was actually run by like a former USA Olympic lifting coach, which was really cool. But I remember seeing guys like, you know, snatch 225, 245, clean and jerk 315, you know, all that stuff back in, this is whenever it was early 2010s, 12s, 13s, whatever it was, right? 14, I don't even know where, but I was like, darn. And I'm like struggling with 95, you know, at that time, right on a squat snatch and barely clean and jerk in 135 and like being happy to go to 155 on my barbell. And then I remember, you know, we'd have these workouts where it'd be this AMRAP with like cleans at 115 into lunges with 115 into like shoulder overheads at 115 pounds. It would be, you know, 85 for the equivalent for women. And, you know, seeing them doing handstand walks across the whole gym and uh, just feeling like, man, like being able to do those things would be something that I, that I would dream of doing. So that would be my instance for motivation to wanting to train this. I guess be like the people who I saw were like, you know, really capable and wanting to kind of emulate them. And I think the motivation, the second part of the question is, you know, as we start on ramp, what's your motivation for wanting to get into coaching yourself? I guess I felt like, you know, after I, I lived in Michigan, uh, I started at this, this gym that I just mentioned, then I switched to another gym and then I moved to Connecticut for work, and then I started at the gym there. I guess I, um, I guess I realized that, you know, I wasn't feeling very fulfilled in my corporate job, as the story's been told. But I feel like I realized that, you know, having CrossFit be your life would be a pretty awesome life. And I always appreciated when I got the chance to coach there. I kind of got a taste, and this was like assistant coaching. I got, I got a taste of what it was like to help people. And I feel like there's, there's, for me at least, there's nothing more valuable than being able to help people. And there's nothing more valuable than being able to serve people and help them in some way. And for us, it's helped people be healthier and live longer. And I think that that's, you know, a foundational point of value in life, right, is, is being healthy, feeling better, you know, getting the chance to work off any steam, you know, avoiding, in, avoiding sickness, avoiding, you know, stress and anxiety and just making life better. And so I, I always appreciate the chance. I got that taste up in Connecticut to, you know, see what it was like to help make people's lives better, to serve people. And like, you know, I don't know, just see them feel better, see them grow, see them appreciate, see them, um, see them just be, better right just just have the have the chance to be helpful right I thought I thought I found um more fulfillment in that than anything I did in the corporate world so um yeah I guess speaking of on-ramp and stuff those were the two questions that I want to pose to you and that came to my head as we thought about this whole theme for today so I guess I'll position the question to you now was there an instance that reminded you of hey 
here's why I want to take CrossFit seriously as a training methodology. And then second, is there an instance where like, hey, this is where I want to take coaching serious as as a yeah as a life. Yeah, yours were awesome. And um, like I saw Esteban wearing like Jekyll Hyde. Yeah, apparel. What's what's the guy's name? Tim. Uh, Tim Van Dusen was Van the Dusen. founder of. He was a member again, Jake, one Jake of the Jack guys. Him, yeah, and he started a a CrossFit apparel company that's become a fitness apparel company, right? Um, and uh, I think it was Esteban wearing that the other. It day. was at the. I remember wearing a Jekyll Hyde shirt, dude. It was at like the ground yeah. floor of him. You got me one. That and yeah, and it was like it was just super cool. It's a cool brand if you ever get the chance to check it out. Yeah, Jekyll Hyde Apparel. Um, Tim Van Dusen was a, a regional athlete too. Yeah, they were the on Central a team. Super, he's got like the arms of a pit bull. Like I just, his arms are so big. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, uh, dude, I love what you said about just watching the guys um, and girls, of course, too. When you first started and you're like, That's freaking awesome. And you're like, I can do that stuff. Like I can do that. And you can't, you know, it sucked in the beginning. And I had all this expectation and stuff for myself, like being a beginner. And I'm like, like I'm, I can be better than these guys. And I just wasn't. And I remember how challenging workouts were initially. Like in just, you know, how fast like lactic acid built up in your system. Like in the early days, I remember how fast like I couldn't move my arms. And, you know, 95 pounds felt like a million pounds. Like kind of like you were saying. Yeah. And I'm like, this is insane. Just... You're throwing different protocols and different energy systems and different just movements together from a cardio, from a weightlifting, from a gymnastics perspective. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, you hear people talk about, like, building a super athlete. Like, that's what I think those CrossFit Games athletes are. But I was realizing how bad I was, you know, at, at all that stuff. You know, you're good enough at some and then just really bad at, and lacking in cardio perspective or gymnastics perspective or weightlifting on certain days, you know. And it just made you just want to be better at each one of those elements. And I still have these days where I'm like, man, I'm just not good at, at certain things. And you got to be better. You got to get better. And um, it was so fun to see improvement. And I remember I was offended I had started CrossFit, and uh, I, I coached youth sports. Like, that was my job when I was, you know, going through college and just having some money, living at home with my mom. And uh, I was super offended. Somebody's like, you look amazing. Like, what have you been doing? And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? I look amazing. Like, you look like you've lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, what do you mean I've lost a lot of weight? Like, I look good before. Like, I got offended, but I was, like, laughing about it. And I had been doing CrossFit, you know, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm doing CrossFit. And they're like, what's this? And you get into the long convo like everybody does about what's CrossFit. And it's the best, dude. I remember when I did lose that weight and, you know, started taking it more seriously. I, I My goal, you know this, I think a lot of people who know me, like I studied exercise science and my goal was to be a strength coach in some capacity. I just didn't know it was going to end up being a CrossFit coach. And I remember watching the games and then going into a deep dive. Somebody called the other day and was, it was Sasha from OnRamp. She was saying to me, like, what, what resources would you use if you want to just do more research on CrossFit? And I was just like, YouTube. Like, immediately YouTube. Mm -hmm. YouTube, yep, yeah, YouTube. YouTube for sure. 
Because whether you want to be, you know, thinking about the history of the sport, whether you want to think about the history of the methodology or anything like that, or you just want to figure stuff out on your own movement wise, or it's, it's YouTube, man, you can figure it out. And I would just spend hours a day watching YouTube videos. I knew you would do it at your corporate job. Oh, let's not say, let's not say that too loud, but, but I would like, Oh yeah, I got a meeting. I would be calling Jake. My meeting was watching. I would be talking to Jake on the phone when he was working and, uh, he's talking super quietly at my corporate in his office. And, And, uh, he was like, watching YouTube videos of CrossFit just made me laugh, you know, thinking about it. But I became a coach, an intern, a part-time coach, full-time coach. And I remember the days that I was at different CrossFit gyms and, you know, dropping into different gyms and being around guys on the seminar staff and being around just other people. And I'm like, I can do this. You know, I can, I can coach um, from a technical perspective. Are, Are there things that I'm still working on from a coaching perspective? Yeah, of course. I think, Anybody who says differently is foolish. Um, but I, I, I knew I could do coaching with anybody, you know, from not only my personality and just being able to get along or talk to anyone, but I know what I'm talking about. You know, I know what's going on. I might not be the best in the world, but I know how to get other people even better than I am or you are or, you know, wherever they want to go, I can get them to that point um, if they if they want to. Um so it was, it was just really rewarding to be a coach. Mm. And I was making, I remember just, I know we're getting off the beginner's topic, but just, just super good question by Jake. I remember I came home, uh, when I got a full-time job at a, at the CrossFit gym, I was what, like 20. And I told my mom, I'm like, mom, I'm making $18,000, $19,000 a year. And, you know, I was making whatever fucking peanuts before that. And my mom's face dropped, like, you so said, You said you're making $18,000 a year. A year. You just got awarded just a job. Got you just got a, a job. full-time job. I'm like, sh- sh- wanted to share you know, with, with a small business, dude. He's, and I'm, you know, Robbie and I got along, and he taught me a lot of stuff, and we had our differences and stuff. But, dude, that's $18,000 out of his pocket or 19 whatever it was, dude. And... My mom was so disappointed. Like, you're worth so much more. You're worth so much more. Like, you need to be this, this, this. And it's like, oh, whatever. Like, way to kill me. You know, as soon as I, I feel like I fucking hit it, dude. I fucking made it, you know. And uh, I got to the point where she was right. And she knew. Sorry. But she knew uh, before I did what the worth was. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I feel like we found our worth doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's funny to think about and go back and remember uh, CrossFit Buffalo, CrossFit AU, and now uh, this and going around the country to and, seminars to drop in and, and doing competitions with you individually and team, and, you know, and, and being bad and being like in CrossFit, dude, you're not going to know what you're doing for, for like months. Like what's a snatch again? I, I still get that question from people. What's a snatch? People have been here for a while and it's all good, but dude, this is just the best. Like, and 
I'm, I'm glad to share this stuff because, you know, and I know everyone knows, but, you know, and, and everyone works hard. We work, we work hard, right? Yeah, of course. And we want to share, you know, what we've grown with, with the gym, which is why you see equipment being ordered and stuff like that. And sometimes I, you know, I'm cleaning or something and I'll hear comments about, equipment or whatever like these guys and it must be you know it's like oh dude must be nice kind of thing and it's just like oh finally like or just like you know hey it must be you know i don't i can't even remember what the comments are but dude like it is nice it it is nice by the way we've um it's very you know when and this leads to last year's pod last last week's podcast too it's like listen you know when you put everything on the line to start something from zero which is you know what we what we've done and um, you know, and, and you've, you, you, you put blood, sweat, and tears into something and, you know, you grow it and from, from little by little, by little, by little, by little into something, you know, a little bit more than last year and a little bit more than last year, you know, you're, you're proud. You're, you're proud to share the growth that you've had and try and continue. You take pride in, in making things that you have even better, making the gym even better, which is why we want to do it, which is why, you know, we spent some of the morning replacing bars on the rig because we want to, you know, make the gym better. You know, what we do that we got more skiers to try and make the gym better, to try and, you know, support the growth and the beginners that are coming in, the attitudes that people have that they want to get better. And this is all about, you know, giving everyone a chance to be better. And so I just always, you know, even like that story when you, you know, offered your first job at $18,000, like that's below, I think that's below minimum wage like when we started we could sure. when yeah. we started you know the gym we could have qualified for welfare because we weren't making anything and you know it's just um it's an honor and we're we're humble and we're grateful every day but you know from where we started to where we are now when we see the beginners we're reminded of our beginning and i think that's what this podcast is all about is the humility to understand that hey you know with an attitude and believing in yourself and staying focused and staying consistent you know and continuing to be a beginner, continuing to reinvest and continuing to invest, um, you know, you, you keep growing. So everything you do, you can get better. Everything like in every aspect of your life, everything you take seriously, you can be better. And the minute you say you can't be better, it's just, you're missing, you're missing something, whether it's the drive or the want, or you're just, not thinking about the bigger picture. I think that's a big mistake when people say, I can't get better at this. Mm -hmm. You can always get better at every single thing you do in life, whether it's whether it's from um, a perspective of going through... Sorry, Billy Boone just walked through the door. Shout, that's out, Billy Boone. Shout out Billy Boone, BMF Electric. Um, but man, I, I, I lost where I was going. No, you, can get we better. Can... you can get better at every aspect of everything. There we go. We got back on track of what you do and don't settle. Don't be satisfied. Um, go get it. You know, we'll wrap it up with, with that, everybody. Um, we're, we were asked to have, um, season by Southwest Florida sponsor this podcast. Yeah. We're still waiting for the check to clear, but yeah, I guess we go, can let, we can go follow them on Instagram to see season by Southwest Florida. Um, yeah, I we're guess. waiting for the, uh, the invoice to, be like, processed. So. Follow, <laughs> like, subscribe. <laughs> um, but guys, this was a great podcast. Um, That's my wife's Instagram. It's just way. fun. <laughs> it's fun because Jake was talking about, you know, people making comments about the equipment and stuff. And it's like, that's 
awesome because you know Shay remembers and you know Mike Burgers and Sarah and people who were here in the first year Twan and Dan and Yara, Melissa. And, and guys and Melissa and Yara and people coming in early just uh, it's so cool like we had one rower you know and it's so cool to see where we've gotten to. And, we had and like six boxes. We had reinvesting in your business like, is oh, huge and little wall balls. We had like zero dumbbells. We had a few. We had kettlebells in the start. Like yeah, man. We have pictures of what the gym looked like. like so, so hopefully this was a good podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like and subscribe or listen and share and whatever man, it is. And uh, that was so fun, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Built by Bloodline podcast. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to Apple Podcasts. If you're not, no biggie. We'll catch you next Wednesday. I just want to pay my bills. Rapping about the way I feel. Oh, yeah. I just want to make a couple mil. Leave it to the fam and the will. Oh, yeah. I just want to sign a record deal. Maybe buy a house up in the hills. Oh, yeah. Might not be the best in my field, but I guarantee that I'm going to die real. When I grow up, I just want to pay my bills.